This is the Travel Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Propelic, bringing you the news and insights and what's working and not working in today's competitive transportation and tourism landscape. From emerging brands to the most established professionals, these lessons of intelligent marketing will help your marketing plan travel further. Hello, Travel Marketing Podcast listeners. I'm so excited today to introduce you to Joe Martin, whose only job it is is to help tour operators break free of their dependence on online travel agencies, which, as any listening tour operator knows, is a very, very necessary evil. But maybe, according to Joe, not so necessary. Joe's been featured on TEDx and Fox News, as well as a number of other publications. And and today you can hear us talk about companies shifting their budget from office to experience, the financial incentive to work with corporate versus independent travelers, and some ways to get started, as well as at the end, bioluminescent plankton, which is also fun. Give it a listen. Well, Joe, I am super excited to be talking to you today. I think uh, when we met about, what, six months ago, October at Arrival, had no idea that there was a friendship blossoming, but I'm super excited. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean you didn't know? I knew. I didn't know. I knew. You, you said. I think it was said that we were going to be good friends, and we we still don't talk enough. So, um, I guess we have to do something about that, right? How are we doing it now? Yeah, this is a good start. But thanks again for coming on. I'm super excited. So let's get right into it. I think I want people to know about Uplevel and all the work you're doing around corporate tours. And and what we'll talk about, I think, today is a little bit around why corporate travel and positioning is important for tours and activities. That's probably who this is going to be most useful for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So tell us, tell me about Uplevel. What are you doing? Oh, we're helping tour operators book more corporate groups. And why corporate groups? Oh, because a, there's a whole new opportunity that's opening out there. Because we've seen businesses shifting their budgets away from rent and into culture. That there's, there's been the belief for a long time that companies need to invest in their people. And now with more distributed workforces out there, it's a whole opening for tours. It's not like the tours are competing to take business away from someone else. There is a whole new opportunity of companies that need to get their people together. When thinking about a tour operator who, let's say they're, they've got five people on their team, five tour guides, um, and let's say they have, I don't know, what's a common type that you work with, a type tour operator? We got a lot of food tours. Okay, so let's say food tours, which aren't necessarily capacity constrained. I guess they are by the restaurants, right? Yeah. Okay, got it. So what does a typical corporate group look like? Uh, anywhere between 20 to 50 people. Got it. So what we, let's let's say I'm a, a food tour. I run a food tour, and it's typically small group. It's 10 people. Could I make this work for me? You can. So a lot of the tour operators are already doing this. They're already running private groups. The problem is they have a page that just says private groups, and then in corporate groups, it's just like one small bullet point down there. And what we want to do is let's have a whole corporate group page that says, this is why you want to book with us. Let's make those reasons very clear. How does that impact a buyer? I mean, we just just for context, like this makes a lot of sense to me. I think it'll be great to, yeah. to share for context on us. We used to do SEO for everybody. And then we started saying we do it for travel and tourism. <laughs> and the benefit in that is that people feel like we're built for them, which we are. Um, but let's say, I mean, is that that and, and more? Tell me why having a dedicated page makes a difference. Websites have changed. Websites used to be a digital store. It's how they started. You had a physical store, now build your digital store. But what we've seen now the last 20 plus years is that the best performing websites are more like a digital salesperson. It's not come to our page and choose your own adventure and click around wherever you want to go. It's a very detailed path 
That page has specific things that it needs to say. We know we're going to say, hey, it sucks to try and get your team together, doesn't it? Great. Why don't you let us handle that for you? Hey, here's some of the other things you might have been thinking about doing. Here's why you want to work with us. And for, and for corporate, yes, I want to that word team building in there, Brennan. I want the word team building on that page. Yeah, I got you. So let's talk about the corporate experience. I guess if someone's used to working with, if there's a tour operator that's used to working with group tours on you know, FITs or independent travelers, whatever it may be, how do they have to change their process? What, what's different on the operational side? Uh, nothing on the operational side. The tours are already doing this. They're already running them. It's just, it's simply the messaging. It's just the way we're packaging this up and putting it out there. They're right now, it's, it's something they do. It's a service they offer. It's just buried. It's buried on the site. It's buried behind this, this tour operator mentality that our, our statement, it's a little bold, but I think tour operators spend too much time focused on tourists. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <sighs> uh, deeply ironic. Yeah. <laughs> that the tour operator is an experience coordinator. If someone comes to a tour operator and says, I have $50,000, can you help my team of 20 do something in your city? They know what to do. They can spring into action. They can pull it together. They have all the resources. Yeah. They are experts on their local community. And that's where I think that just packaging it up as just a tour is a shallow view. A tour is one way that you offer it. I think it's so interesting. You, you just mentioned the scenario where a business comes and says, we don't know what to do. Here's some money that we have. What should we do? And I've personally, as a business owner, done that same thing. This year, you might have seen on LinkedIn <laughs> the team building, if you've been following my LinkedIn, which is a, a very boring place to be. So don't go there. But our team is going on a, a cruise this year because we had no idea what to do for our retreat. Love it. But let's say someone decides they're going to be in... Um, well, let's go back to the $50,000 that you even said. What is the financial incentive to a tour operator with a company versus an individual? Oh, so the individual, uh, we see a lot of companies investing money to try and let's just say $100 tickets. Let's say $100 per ticket per tour. And we're investing resources, time and energy trying to win. At most, maybe we get a, a solid group of four to come in. So we got $400 off this customer. And that customer doesn't live in the area. They're never going to come back, and there's no one else they can refer to the group. Instead, I'm saying, let's focus those efforts instead of going after public tour people. Let's just let that happen. What if we shift the efforts to focus more on corporate, and now it's going to be a $2,500 or $5,000 person group. They're going to come back again next year because they had such a good experience. The director of HR or director of sales that you worked with, has more connections in other companies that that person knows that then they want to recommend this to. So it's this difference between chasing down a $400 client or do we go after a $9,000 ticket? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just, it makes so much sense for me, the standpoint of just revenue generation. And then to add to that, the feel goods of it's easier to please a company typically than it is an individual. Their, their incentive is to give their people a place to, to meet and gather. And your tour is a great place to do that. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but let's say it's an independent traveler. That product is the tour, not the team gathering there. So I would imagine it leaves a little bit more room for the tour to be not as perfect because it's getting everybody together. Well, and then it, it's on your terms. Like, again, that, that page, that corporate tour page that then you have written on your site can say what you offer, can say what's included. You get to be more specific with what you're offering. And the better expectation I can set inside the customer's head the better conversation the tour operator is going to have with them. 
instead of them coming in thinking they're going to get everything, thinking that they're going to get the world. Like, no, let's, let's tell them what they get. Yeah, so interesting. So I guess you have the page, let's say a tour operator has a page that's dedicated to corporate tours, right? And the next step is obviously getting eyes on it. Whereas for some operators, they already have traffic to their website, but a lot of operators, as you know, are heavily relying on OTAs um, and don't have much traffic at all going to their website. How can you start to get corporate travelers or corporate bookers looking at your site? The first one, the one that we recommend the most that's probably the easiest to do and easiest to get out there. Let's just send an email to all those email addresses you've collected that you're probably not using. Huh? There's too many tour operators just sitting. They've collected all these guest emails and they're going to hit them up and say, Hey, we've got gift cards. And they're going to say, Hey, we've got this great. Let's create an email engagement campaign around corporate groups. These people have to know someone. And that just gives you, it sends out to any, all the independent travelers that have booked with you and maybe a couple of the business ones who you might not have even known was a corporate gathering yep. and just reminds them of the new offering, which really isn't a new offering. It's just a way to yep. write it. It's amazing yep. how putting something on paper publicly makes a difference, right? Ah, so much writing it down. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. So you've got an email campaign, you've reached out to everybody and, and I might be pressing pressing the scope of, of what you're willing to tell me, but uh, what else other than email? Uh, the easiest one, which is reaching out to past guests and asking for referrals. Okay. Just getting on the phone to someone who already booked with you and say, hey, do you know anyone else? Anyone else who might like this? Got it. And then obviously, you know, over time you can start targeting with um, Google ads and organic search and Facebook ads, et cetera, right? I say then that that would speak more to your side of it then, of then acquiring from search and acquiring from some of these other areas to start driving people. Yeah. Because then we want to drive them straight to that corporate tour page. I don't want to send them to the homepage. If there's an ad or something that you have that says book your corporate group, I want to send them to that corporate group page. We have a fantastic client. They're called Unexpected Virtual Tours, and their corporate bookings online 100%. They're involved in the same community we met in. It's a great company, and they are sophisticated. They're running ads on LinkedIn, right, or similar companies to them. She's a great owner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's doing great things over there. Yeah, Gainful, running ads on, on LinkedIn, and or not Gainful. Um, there, there are just other brands in that space. Um, Confetti is the name of the other one, not Gainful. Gainful is where I order my protein powder. That was silly. <laughs> But essentially, essentially, LinkedIn ads, like for us as a B2B services company, that's a fantastic place to place a messaging ad. That's how we get a lot of our clients is through messaging ads. And I would be very, very surprised if there were a lot of tours doing messaging ads or LinkedIn ads targeting a specific list of B2B customers. Which is then more niche. Because then we're getting, we're just targeting B2B in our area as well. We don't need to go after tourists who are everywhere. Yeah. We can get more specific. We can focus it down. We can hit HR leaders, director of sales. We can target those ads. You can. You can specify. I mean, LinkedIn ads lets you specify exactly who you want to target, the location, the size of company, and just a simple graphic and a headline that drive them to that page. And that would probably cost cents because it's just, it's not a, the more targeted your group is, the less it costs generally. Um, per impression and the more qualified the impression is obviously okay whoever's listening to this and decides to go create a LinkedIn campaign (laughs) 
create a page for corporate tours, create a LinkedIn ads campaign, spend a hundred bucks on it and see what happens and report back to us. Yep. <laughs> we'll write that page for you. Even we'll write the corporate group page for you. And then I think they come to you, Brendan, and then we're with you to drive. They don't need to test it. We know this is going to work. We know this is, we just need to get started. Yeah. We just need to jump in and get moving with these. These are such bigger ticket items. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you obviously are working with a lot of tour operators. Um, have you seen some channels of the ones we've discussed? I mean, with the LinkedIn one being a, I guess a, an idea, anything else that you've noticed has really driven a lot of bookings or contact form submissions? Nothing else that we're specifically monitoring. Uh, cause the way we're working with tours is we're helping them with email marketing strategy, and then kind of getting these pages up. And then a lot of them have a marketing team, someone else they're working with who's kind of focusing more on the SEO, a little more on the inbound side. So ours has been primarily through email, but on that, we're seeing fantastic, fantastic results back. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. Have you, a quick question, just speaking about unexpected virtual tours, for instance, they, I believe they had a Atlanta food walks company and then they created this unexpected virtual tours business. Unexpectedly. Yeah. Unexpected. (laughs) And that seems like a transition going from in-person to direct to business only. Do you think that by starting down the business route, by the corporate tours route, companies and operators that follow this process might actually change to being fully corporate? Oh, I think there's the opportunity for it. In my dream world, what we're trying to help tours do is I'd rather see them focus on bringing in corporate. When you get that corporate group, uh, we have a digital guidebook that we have our clients use. And with that digital guidebook, they get to capture the email address of every person on that corporate group. And so now instead of just having the main person, we get all of them. And then let's retarget those people whose email addresses we just captured to say, hey, come back again with your family. Send your family from out of town on this tour when they come in. And so now we can start remarketing through that corporate group. So in my world, it's focus corporate. Use that as the overflow to the public instead of focusing on public. Oh, wow. Because then you you really increase with one customer the number of opportunities you have for referrals from all the participants. The lifetime value goes up. And now if we're talking about a $10,000 lifetime value for one person, one director of HR to come in, it makes more sense to even work with you and spend a little more money to capture that person. Is it worth it to spend $500 to capture a $10,000 account? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. It's a lifetime value to customer acquisition cost ratio. It's a, obviously not worth it to spend $500 for a $200 tour, right? But for that $10,000, that's, that's 5% that you're paying to acquire a lead. I would invest in those. I would take out the biggest loan in the world, and I hate debt to invest in those. <laughs> In those unit economics, a five percent to hire on, hire on up level, and propel it together, and just let them go, just let them go. Oh goodness, yeah, I I think that's uh, incredible. Just I'm not saying even working with us, I'm talking about just the idea of this mindset shift. So I guess the real one question I have, if if we're thinking about the people who are buying these packages or reaching out for tour packages or corporate tours, who? On the customer side, what's the title of that person typically? Different depending on the company. We worked with a tour company out in Catalina, and we went through our exercise with them of let's you know identify your one target guest, let's figure out who that is on the corporate side that's going to buy, and we chased it all the way down to identify John, who's the forty six year old CEO of about a fifteen to twenty person team in Los Angeles, who's going to then say, "Let's go to Catalina for the day." And when we chased that whole process down, we found out was John's not doing it. John's handing this shit off to Brittany, who's 23 years old and saying, go find us something to do. 
Yeah. And so it's, it, it's looking like we, we have to start with one. We have to start with one customer to just say, let's figure out how we win this one person and build that path to them first. Because that's what we're going to find out. We're going to find out little stuff like that of this is how it's actually going to play out. So it's just the value of having marketing personas, both for obviously your ideal target individual traveler, but also a um, target corporate customer. Mm-hmm. And just have the message be different for both of them, right? Yeah, and that's all dependent on your city, what opportunities are available around you, what kind of companies are there. Like Chicago Pizza Tours, who we work with, is going to be way different than Juno Food Tours. They're too different that Juno doesn't even really focus on corporate. Did you just use Chicago Pizza Tours as an example? Like, is that an actual client or an example? It's an actual client. <laughs> That's hilarious because I made up a, what I thought was a fake business in a presentation I did three months ago and said, if we're targeting the keyword Chicago Pizza Tours. It's amazing. <laughs> so I have all of that data for you to share with your client if you'd like to. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So let's, let's talk about travel broadly um, because you're obviously in the loop. What do you think travel behaviors started looking like in the first month? of 2023? Uh, I don't feel like I've had enough data to be able to say anything on the travel side. And especially since our efforts have focused, we're not looking as more on the travel side now. Yeah. We're just looking at local. We're looking at corporate. Our business is investing in team building activities in this part of the year. Yes. Any trends? We're finding some new opportunities through like networking groups as well, that it doesn't even have to be the corporation necessarily. But then there's networking groups, there's other groups of people that are getting together, that even being that then platform for them to meet outside of the regular stuff. Gotcha. And then do you have any pulse on anything coming in the tours and activity space other than moving to corporate tours? Uh, I mean, just our influx of digital guidebooks coming at everybody this year. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, sweep, sweep them. (laughs) There you go. Make it digital if you can, right? So, Joe, we're almost done here. I have two really important questions for you. First off, one thing that you need everybody to know. Oh, that the future is experiences. Everyone, everyone who's in the tour activities attraction space, like you are in the right spot. The idea of the roaring 20s that everyone was saying before, I think you were absolutely spot on and that we're, we're striving for more real world connection, that it's going to be more people getting together in person throughout the rest of the decade. So congratulations for already being aligned. (laughs) Well, the interesting thing is I was looking at this data with my team last week or two weeks ago for actually it was the the second week of January in our annual um, strategy meeting. And I I found some research and and just looking at the S&P 500 consumer discretionary, which is what travel and tourism is bundled into, um, is down 35.6% when I looked at that data. But the interesting thing is um, travel is not part of that negative. It would be much lower if travel was not included in that because <laughs> travel is performing and, and tra- travel is expected to increase by 40% international travel was Bloomberg's report at the end of the year. So it's it's exciting in an exciting time. My my mentality is let's let's ride with the, the tailwinds but still preserve cash just in case it, it outruns itself, right? Agreed. So where is your next trip, Joe? Oh, going down to Jamaica next. Very cool. Gonna escape. Uh, I have a, in my TEDx talk, I talk about how I keep this list every year and it's my, it would be cool to list. It's not a bucket list. It's not a checklist. It's just things that if I did would be kind of cool. And one of the things that I had on there was uh, I really wanted to see bioluminescent plankton. Wow. Ever since I saw that where you touch the water and they light up yeah, and it's just, it's like fireflies in the water kind of thing. And it turns out Jamaica has something called the luminous lagoon. 
and I want to go see some bioluminescent plankton. Thank you for going into the further detail because that would not have been nearly as interesting had you just said, I'm, wondering, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> a little more, a little more intention behind it. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. It was great talking to you and I look forward to seeing you soon. Right, and thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking the time to, to put these together, to get these out that I think sharing this information among the community is so incredibly important and that it's leaders like you getting this out there and making these voices larger that are a big part of it. So thank you for doing this. It's an honor to do it. Thanks, Joe. For more empowering ideas, visit Propelic.com. We're on a mission to create more diversity in thought for the planet and dedicated to helping brands both large and small increase their reach through intelligent travel, transportation, and tourism marketing. P-R-O-P-E-L-L-I-C.com. 